You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 122 with Aaron Phillips. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I am glad that you are back to listen to this part two of the interview with Aaron as we talk about Paris and Belgium. So I hope that you guys get inspired to start thinking about some international trips with the kiddos. I feel like if you are feeling a little bit leery about doing that, this is where I come in as a travel agent. I can come alongside you, hold your hand, and really set up an amazing trip for you and your family. Um, If you didn't hear the episode from last week, make sure to go back and listen to that first episode 121 and then come back to this episode as we finish up talking with Paris and Belgium. All right, you guys, I hope this inspires you to start traveling more. Let's go to the show. As we move from London, um, if people, like you were saying, they come to London and they may be just using this as a stopover and whatnot. So I want to point out that, yes, you know, people do that, but London obviously has so many things to offer too. But if you are in London for a longer period of time and you and you do have the time to hop over somewhere else, that's where I thought this would be really fun to um, talk to you about. So I know you have two places that we want to chat about at least. Um, so let's let's jump <laughs> into that and and kind okay. of explain um, what you, what transportation you take to get there from London, how long it takes, and um, and how long you would say to go there for. And then the other thing too, that I was thinking about is you probably would just, um, fly out from there, right? You wouldn't probably come back Mm -hmm. to London. I mean, you live in London, so that's why you come back. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious on your thoughts on that too. So, so what would you say your, um, your first trip that you would pick is a great side trip to do while you're in London? Yeah. So of course, London has, um, I think it's four or five airports and there's tons of those small little, you know, Ryanair, EasyJet, cheap and easy flights around Europe. But, um, you know, if you want to make it easy, there is the Eurostar that goes out of London and it goes to Paris. Mm. Um, And from Paris, you can also divert and it goes to Brussels, Belgium, and it also goes to Amsterdam. So those are kind of all super, super easy. There's no bag limits on, you know, on the Eurostar. You can literally just roll up with your bags. It's great. Um, Of course, you can't forget, though, that you're still going to another country. So you still need to be there at least an hour. Um, Most likely, if you are bringing yourself and a bunch of kids and luggage and all that good stuff, get there two hours in advance because you still have to go and get your passport looked at and stamped. You still have to you do have to put your bags, you know, through the conveyor to get them looked at and all that good stuff. Mm. So um, you do want to make sure you're there well enough in advance. Um, I will say it's not like at an airport when you walk up and you have your terminal and um, you kind of stand there and wait and wait and wait. And like 15 minutes before your, your train is, um, starting to board on a big screen, they kind of list out, um, what train and what terminal you're going to be on. So, Oh, so you don't really know, of... <laughs> you don't really know don't... like far in advance. No. And they won't even like (laughs) let you kind of walk in. You kind of just sit in this lobby area. There's a restaurant and a little, you know, convenience store and that kind of thing. It's very nice. I'm making it sound not nice, but it's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to wait Um, is what you're saying. You do. It's nice, but you have to wait. (laughs) Yes. Don't get freaked out if you get there and you have no idea what gate you're at or terminal or however they, they term it. Um, that's just how it works. And then it's kind of like everyone, 
kind of makes a mad dash to the train, sure. which we usually try and um, book all this online at Eurostar.com. Um, and we try and reserve our, our seats. You want to make sure that you kind of know where you're sitting because a lot of the people that are making a mad dash are people who just kind of book, um, last minute or are there, you know, for work or whatever, and just need to quickly pop on and pop off. Um, another great benefit about the train is that kids under five ride free, um, Mm. because they can ride on your lap. Oh yeah. So. Like an airplane a little bit like with, but you know, when they're two and under. Yeah. yeah. But be careful because sometimes the train really does fill up so much that your child will be on your lap yeah. the whole time. Good point. We, ha- we had that happen to Paris and, um, it was in the summer and we were sweaty oh, and sticky. hot. And, Wait, so is there know, no air condition in the train? There is, but, okay, it's but it gets so hot with people. Stifled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Definitely think that through. Um, and, you know, recently we were looking and they might have changed it to three and under um, mm. in 2019. So yeah. don't quote me on that sure. being the exact. It, I know it was five um, last year, but I think we we just looked into trains to Amsterdam and I think it was three and under. I want to oh, say. So, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you about the Eurostar. When you book it online, um, you still don't know which train right until 15 minutes ahead. Is that correct? Right. It's all going to be, of course, from the same, um, you know, train station and all of that. And it's all in one location. Um, But what they do is they pop it up on the board. They have a woman um, or a man stand out front of the gate that has a sign that says like the Paris 1514 train. And then you can start making your way through. Now, Um, what's the train station called? um, St. Pancras. So London St. Pancras. How do you spell Pancras? Oh gosh. Um, P A N. Oh gosh. I don't want to get this wrong. Let me see. <laughs> P A N C R A S. I want to say. Okay. So it almost looks like pancreas. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about I, that. Oh okay. gosh. And that could be wrong, but okay. yeah. <laughs> but generally speaking, yeah. everybody, that's what you need to look for. Okay. So that's, and then it, yes. and then it hosts Eurostar inside. It's kind of like with the Correct. airport, you have mm-hmm. Delta Southwest and all that kind of stuff. So Eurostar is one of the brands of the trains. Is that what yes, kind of, that's okay. right. Eurostar okay. is the one that has the tunnel that goes underneath the water, um, oh, to Paris, gotcha. which is actually another cool thing for kids. They have, if it's working, it's kind of hit or miss. You can, um, they have like these, you know, glasses and there's an app and your kid can kind of look at it and it looks like they're in the ocean. Um, so like my three-year-old loves to, when it gets dark on the Eurostar, she's always like, oh, we're in the ocean. Are we going to see sharks? Are we going to see, of course you can't see water <laughs> yeah. in a tunnel, yeah. but it's a fun, it's a fun thing to kind of that entertain cool. them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only two hours to Paris. So nice. I mean, it's not a long, it's not a long trip at all. Yeah. And how much, okay. So how much are we talking about like for per person, yeah. um, to go to Paris? Sure. So we have always booked last minute. I'm a Submit. So I don't know that I'm a great resource there because usually people planning their trip from the U.S. are planning, you know, pretty far in advance, which you would know. Um, But uh, we, I want to say that for our family of three, um, which my daughter went free because Mm -hmm. she's in the age range, I want to say we paid around two fifty to three fifty for both of us to go. So it's it's not like dimes. It's not super cheap. Yeah. I bet it could be if you book way in advance, sure. though, I want to say. Um, but it's a super fast train. It's super comfortable. Um, 
don't oh, yeah. kind of okay, dismiss yes. business yes. class immediately because sometimes it only costs like 10 extra dollars to add business class if oh. you're going like in an off peak hour. Sure. So definitely check into that because if you do that, you get you get like afternoon tea on the train and you oh, get yeah. a bunch of fun stuff. So I was going to ask you, um, can you paint us a picture of what the train is like? Cause you're not in, you're not like <laughs> little rooms, right? It's not like a, a sleeper no. train. So you're just sitting kind of like, um, is it three rows across or is it two rows? Like how are the seating? Yeah, it depends on the cabin, but, oh. um, usually there's, you know, we always try and find a table seat. So meaning, oh, yeah. um, when you look online, they'll have a diagram and it'll be, you know, a little rectangular table coming out of the wall. And there's four seats around that table. And then on the other side, there may just be two seats on that side, I um, see. opposite of a table. Okay. Um, so it just depends on the car that you're yeah. in, you know, farther up or back you get. They change if you're in business or not. Um, so we always try and find a table, um, especially with our daughter, so that yeah, she, can, she can, draw you know, put sticker stuff. books and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you're saying, and then, then, but if it's not, peak hours for travel, like probably, you know, mm-hmm. the time you go to work or time you come back, uh, maybe smack in the middle of the day, look for business, um, the business yeah. class. Okay. And it should pop up as an option. Like it okay. said, should say, do you want to upgrade for just da, 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 more? Yeah. Um, so it just depends. And you can, you don't have to upgrade your, like if you were coming back to London, you don't have to upgrade your whole round trip. Oh, you can sure. sometimes just upgrade one way. Yeah. Um, which that's another thing too. If you are trying to do a round trip, like if you booked, you know, a whole 10 days in London, but you want to get away to Paris for a little bit, um, you know, look at one-way tickets. They Mm. can sometimes be way cheaper than booking a round-trip ticket. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's cool. Okay, so one of the reasons you pick Paris, um, is it just because it's Mm -hmm. close to get to or what what stands out to you to why (laughs) you think it's such a great side trip? Um, This is a total basic girl thing, but I just love Paris. (laughs) I have to say, I just love, Love I love just the French language. I love the cooking and the food and the culture. um, And I love all the sights of Paris. Um, Even, so my favorite neighborhood in Paris is St. Germain. It's um, where I've stayed every time I've gone. Um, You know, I've always been a little tempted to stay in Montmartre, which is where the Sacre-Cœur is, the big white um, church that's up on a hill where you can kind of see all of Paris. Yeah. I've been tempted to stay there because that's a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. Sure. St. Germain is just um, so neat. The buildings are, the architecture in that neighborhood is beautiful. The people are always very nice. It's a good place to stay to get around everywhere. Um, You can actually... um, for my birthday, I got to lucky me. I got to go with my best friend to Paris and we stayed in St. Germain and, um, we walked everywhere. The weather was beautiful and it just, you know, we walked everywhere from there. So, I mean that I couldn't have done with kids, but it's an easy way to get around from there. Um, with kids, even if you just wanted to take the Metro there or hop in an Uber or a taxi, um, it's pretty easy to get around. Now, what is some things that you would say you would highly recommend doing with kids in Paris? Yeah. So the Eiffel Tower is a no brainer. Um, but there's actually a playground at the base of the Eiffel Tower. Um, so that's a really cool compromise with kids because you can go and you can just pick up a baguette from the bakery, cheese from the cheesemonger, wine from the wine shop, and just kind of like make a picnic on a bench underneath the Eiffel Tower while your kid just plays on the playground. So that's a really fun and easy thing. Um, that, you know, 
is on one side of the Eiffel Tower, which to be honest, I don't know, like east, west, north, south. I don't know how right. to tell you yeah. where to find which that. Way? Um, yeah. But it's more kind of, it's on the more city side, probably closer to where you're staying. And then if you walk under the Eiffel Tower, which right now it's under construction, so you kind of have to walk around it. Um, there is the Trocadero. It's T-R-O-C-A-D-E-R-O. Um, that is where you can get the best pictures of Paris, um, which if you're going as a family, I have a wonder family, wonderful family photographer who has a great oh, rate that I can recommend. Her nice. name's Cammie DeYoung. Um, I can send you her yeah, information. Yeah, if you can send me her link, I'll put in phenomenal. the show notes. Okay, perfect. Yeah, speaks good English. She's um, she knew I was bringing my daughter when we had pictures taken and she brought her a goodie bag full oh, of candy and awesome. like little toys and activities. She's yeah. phenomenal with kids. So, that is so cool. um, Trocadero is a great place to get photos. It's also where the vintage carousels are. Um, so that's oh. another kid thing that is really, really fun are the carousels and, and that whole side of the Eiffel Tower. So, I mean, you could really spend like half your day, if not yeah. more, just yeah. at the playground, the carousels, just walking around the the Eiffel Tower. Um, there's also um, the boat ride, you know, that's really cool to see everything from the water. Um, my daughter really loves to do that. Um, so where that's do you a get really on, fun option you, for kids. Where do you get on the boat? Like yeah, what so area? Actually, Again, right by the Eiffel Tower, okay. there you walk a little farther down and you go down to the docks. And there's a few different companies. Um, I can't remember the one we used, um, but I mean, I've taken two different ones and they were both pretty much the same. Okay. Um, so I would just say whoever has the better rate and all that. Yeah. Um, so that's always fun to kind of go around because Notre Dame is really cool from the water. Um, there's just so many things that, you know, in that city are really neat to see from the water. So those are for sure the, my top things for kids in Paris, um, outside of just eating, eating macaroons and, and wandering around. Yeah. Do you have a, pl- <laughs> yeah. What, what are some food places that you would say you cannot miss these? Oh gosh. You know, I'm going to butcher saying these, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I will for sure send these to you because okay. I don't even know how to say or some of the some of the restaurants. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a restaurant called like La Relais Palace or something. Okay, oh yeah. gosh, yeah, you I'm can send it to me. Yeah, here, it's okay. But it's I will okay. send it to you. Okay. Um, it's it is phenomenal. So you pick a seating. I think they do two a night. Um, you can for sure bring kids. There are tons of kids here. Um, and everyone gets served the same thing. Of course, if you have allergies or, um, any dietary restrictions, you can let them know. Um, we don't have any. And so what we got was there's a salad starter and then for your dinner, everyone gets the same steak frites and you do get to pick a sauce to go on it. Um, and it is phenomenal. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that. I think there's two locations in Paris, maybe more, there might be more. Um, so that's a really great one. Um, Laudere, L-A-U-D-R-E-E mm. is the big famous macaroon place. Oh, um, nice. So it's gorgeous. They have them here in London too. So it's becoming a bit commercial. Oh, um, and mm-hmm. a lot of people will say that just the little corner places can be a lot better, but, sure. um, if you want like the fancy, really famous macaroons, those are there. Where. Okay. Um, but gosh, any bakery that when you walk past that smells yeah, good, just go in it, pop in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, where do yep, you like absolutely. to stay? Where do you, do you stay in a hotel or do you stay in an Airbnb? We've actually always done Airbnbs. Okay. Um, 
and they've turned out great. So, you know, when you're booking an Airbnb in Paris, just like in London, actually, um, just be aware that if you are in Europe for a long time and have a big bag, ask about the stair elevator oh, yeah. or space for a, mm-hmm. you know, suitcase kind of situation. Sure. Um, the last place I stayed in, literally only one suitcase would fit in the lift. Wow. So we would like hit the button, roll oh, the suitcase in, yeah. run up the stairs yeah. and meet it. <laughs> and then it barely fit in the flat. You're, wow. I mean, you're going to stay in a teeny tiny place, but sure. you're, you're not really in your room a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, so just yeah. keep that in mind. Okay. That's good to know. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So as we leave Paris, unless there's something else that um, you want to say about Paris, um, what is the next place that you would say is a great place to go to? Yeah. So I'll stick to the, the Eurostar cause sure. it's just so easy. Yes. Um, so Bruges, Belgium, which there's a lot of different ways to say Bruges. I'm going to go with Bruges. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Bruges, Belgium is a gem. I mean, so we booked Bruges as a birthday weekend for my husband. Um, I was looking for somewhere that had good beer and wasn't like, you know, super girly, like Paris can be if, if you make it that. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to be selfish about where we went somewhere with good architecture and things to do and, and all of that. And so I threw out Belgium to him and he was like, yes, I am down to go to Belgium. Um, so the Eurostar goes to Brussels, Belgium. Um, it actually, so you're coming from you know, London, it, right? London to Brussels. You're coming from London. Okay. Yep. You're coming from London. You can take, you know, the Eurostar underneath the water. It goes to, you know, it goes towards Paris at first, but then it diverts over to Brussels. Um, from Brussels, you can easily get a ticket to Bruges. Um, this kind of freaked me out, but the ticket was just kind of like a, you bought a ticket, hop on board kind of thing. And I was like, wait, but what time did the trains come and how will we know where to find it? And I kind of was like weirded out about that, Yeah, but it genuinely is like, okay, here's the station you go to and you show up and you show your ticket and you hop on. Okay. So you're saying once you get off the Eurostart (laughs) from London to Brussels, you then Mm -hmm. are taking, um, a different train to Belgium. Is that Bruges? Right. Okay. To Bruges. Mm -hmm. So Bruges is inside Belgium. Is that right? Is that correct? It's a city within. Okay. So what you're saying is when you get off the Eurostar, you need to now go buy a ticket. Is it in the same um, train station or do you have to go somewhere else to then catch the train to Belgium? You know, that's a good question. I'm racking my brain. I, for some reason, cannot remember if it was in the same station or we had to go somewhere else. I do know that I bought my ticket in advance online, so I just had it on my phone. Um, And the Eurostar 2 has a great app, so you don't even need to worry about printing things because that can sometimes be a little cumbersome if, you know, you're in a new country and don't have a printer, especially in an Airbnb um, so the Eurostar has a great app and I, you do buy your tickets separately. Um, it's pretty easy to find, but to be honest with you, I can't remember if we, that was, um, May of last year. I can't remember if we, um, it was in the same station or not, but it, I do remember it was very easy, very, very easy. So definitely nothing to stress about, even if you're like me and want a timetable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So then you jumped onto the train and that took you to yep. Belgium, right? And how far is it from probably... Uh, Brussels to Belgium. Yeah. So, uh, Brussels, Brussels to Bruges, I want to say it was like 45 minutes. Okay. I want to say or an hour maybe. Um, 
so that was really easy. The cool thing about Bruges is that it was not affected by war or natural disasters or anything like that. So it is actually the most well-preserved medieval town in Europe, um, which is kind of a fun fact that we learned about it. It's also called the Venice of, um, the Venice of Belgium, (laughs) which is kind of cool. Um, so it's all canals and it's all really old, awesome looking buildings. Very, very cool buildings. That is cool. I mean, it, I've seen pictures because I think I've looked on your mm-hmm. blog and um, it, it is amazing. And I, it just looks so fascinating. And I don't think people would even know to go there. And what made you pick that to begin with? I mean, I know you're trying to figure out your husband's mm-hmm. birthday, but what made you come yeah. up with Bruges versus somewhere else in Belgium? Right. So Brussels would have been easy just to stay there. Um, but we live in London and we are, um, we both are more country people. (laughs) So living in London, you know, all the, the big city life, we were looking to go somewhere and kind of escape a little bit. Sure. And Bruce just seemed slower and less crowded and not such a big city. Um, so that pushed us to kind of take that extra effort to go there. Um, and it's really not a ton of extra effort and it was so easy and I'm not kidding. I mean, Parisian food, you know, French food is my favorite. But I mean, the food in, in um, Bruges was like blow your mind good. I mean, That's the awesome. waffles. Ooh. Oh my gosh. The waffles yeah. were, I mean, Belgian waffles, obviously, yes, yeah. were so good. The French fries. I don't know. I've never had better French wow. fries. <laughs> so good. The beer is delicious. I'm not a big beer drinker, but we went on a brewery tour yeah. and I tried their beer and I loved their beer. So, I mean, it's a phenomenal food town. It's a phenomenal just kind of sightseeing town. It doesn't take long to get around it. So you can really see everything you want to see. Um, the canal tours, we did it twice because they're like five bucks. Oh, and yeah. um, my daughter loved it. Yeah. So it's a really, really cool place to go. So I'm just thinking, um, do you know the, do you remember the names of the restaurants or the, are they too hard to pronounce to say like where to get the <laughs> waffles and stuff like that? Because it yeah, sounds so- delicious. You know, we honestly didn't make any dinner reservations or anything. We really just kind of like popped in places. Ugh, I wish I could remember. Um, I have I have a whole blog post about it, so it should be in there. We'll the connect it. Place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's Cafe Arthur or something like that. Okay. You don't even walk in. They just kind of serve you on the street. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. And we also did um, a whole video on Bruges. So um, I uh, what can, is, what did you I can do? make sure we did oh. a video. We made a whole video oh, on gotcha. our trip to Bruges. Okay, yeah. So if you mm-hmm. really want to kind of sure. see what we saw yeah. and, and get in there, um, that's a great, a great video to watch yeah. for that what, trip. What time of year did you go? We went in May. And would you um, say that was, was a beautiful. good time to go? Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if people, you know, don't live in London and they're not going to, you know, they don't need to get back to London. I wonder how Mm -hmm. expensive it is to fly out of Belgium or if it's almost better to come back to London. Um, Yeah. Do you even know any of that? Yeah. I don't. don't And I know that you can obviously easily get to Brussels, which is a pretty big city. Yeah, Maybe maybe go out of Brussels. Yeah. Yeah. And then I know you can get, you know, back to, you can get to Paris easily. Um, I will say this you know, Paris has had a lot of turmoil recently, um, with riots and things like that. So we did have 
friends recently that um, they were going to Paris, but it was too crazy there. Yeah. And they randomly hopped on a train to Brussels. Oh, uh-huh. um, and we're actually so much more happy going to Brussels. Oh, they have yeah. two kids, yeah. um, two on two under the age of two. Um, who were with them. And so that was great. And, um, they were really, it was really easy to get between Paris and, um, Brussels. So I'm sure you can either, you know, fly out of Brussels or Paris. Yeah. You have a few options if you don't want to go back to London. Yeah. That is a good point. Um, and how long would you say now that you know, you love Bruges, how long would you say Mm -hmm. to stay there? If you, if you could, you know, stay there more than a day or so. Yeah. I want to say we were there three or four days. And that was, um, that was plenty of time. Mm. I will say this, and this kind of applies to a lot of places in Europe, especially the smaller cities, Sundays and Mondays, so much is closed. Oh, Um, good to know. Yeah. So there were a lot of restaurants that like we had found online randomly that were like, Oh, we'll go there Monday, but they were closed on Monday. So kind of go from Tuesday to Saturday if you, if you don't want to encounter that. Okay. Yes, exactly. London's big enough that you can, you know, Deschamps and some of the places I mentioned in London are open on, on Sunday and Monday. Um, but some of these smaller places, um, they close. Board up on Sundays and Mondays. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's their weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they take it seriously, which is yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. They're not like Americans who are just always working all the time. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> we could learn something from them. Um, That's so right. as we, um, we're at the end of the show, what, what advice would you give um, to moms who have not taken their kids overseas? And, you know, they're just nervous about the flights and the time change and just wondering, can we do this? Like, what do you feel like you've learned Mm -hmm. by doing all of this? I'm sure it's given you more confidence than you had before you even left. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I've actually become really passionate about this topic and, um, you know, I have so many friends that maybe don't have kids and they're like, Oh, but we just want to travel so much before we have kids or like that's the the death sentence. You're like, and our life's over. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Or they have kids and they're like, Oh, well, we would love to come to Europe, but you know, we'll, just wait till they're, you know, gone and and off to college or something. We're just going to wait 20 years. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh my gosh, I have been absolutely blown away by my daughter and how well she can adapt to everything. And, um, sure you could say, oh, she's got a good personality for that or whatever, but you know, all of her friends that we've made here, um, people who have come over and visit us for a week at a time or more, um, kids are so adaptable. I mean, honestly, my daughter took our move the best out of all of us. Yeah. I mean, she just well, rolled. Yeah. She's because she, she didn't have all that lifetime of, um, memories and experiences back home to probably the part that you're feeling sad about. She mm-hmm. didn't have that. So she's kind of like, cool, this is a new adventure. I'm not sad. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, she thinks we have a house in every country. She's like, oh, this is our Norway house. Oh, I love my, it, Mom. Especially, especially really pretty. Because, well, yeah, especially if you do Airbnb. Like, yeah. uh, she probably really does think those are her homes. <laughs> she does. Because I don't think we've really ever done a hotel because Airbnb is so nice with kids because yeah. you can, when they go to bed, you've got the whole rest of the sure. house to hang yes. out in yeah. and, mm-hmm. and still um, stay awake. But yeah, I mean, so I'll say number one, um, I tell any parent who's coming abroad with their child for the first time, 
lower your expectations. I mean, I know that sounds like a bummer or like really obvious, but you just really got to lower your expectations. You're not going to see all the sights. You're not going to get to everything you want to get to. Um, you've got to just be okay with taking it slow and adjusting to kind of the, the needs of your child as, as you go, you know, it's going to take a lot longer to get places. Um, they maybe will have a meltdown when you Mm want to walk into a quiet museum and you have to go to the park instead. So there's just things you've just got to be flexible, um, and lower your expectations. You can't, um, you can't think that you're going on this vacation and your child's just going to be perfect the whole time because that's just not how it works. Um, so anytime I say that people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and you're like, and no, for I've real. Had, <laughs> I know I've had two friends that were like, okay, um, you're right. Like we would be out at Buckingham palace and, and their kids would just be ready to go too much sightseeing in one day. And they're like, okay, you're right Aaron. Like got to lower my expectations. It's okay. If I don't see everything, <laughs> like it's going to be, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's really, it's, Don't be intimidated by tubes and buses and things like that. Like I mentioned before, it's actually a lot easier than you may think to get around on them. Um, If you're looking for a great stroller for travel, um, we purchased a stroller called a Yo-Yo stroller. I think it's by a company called Baby Zen. Oh, Um, uh And it folds up so tiny that it fits in the um, compartment above you on an airplane. Wow. Um, that's, but it's that's also awesome. a very quality stroller. Yeah, so, um, that's great. that has been key to us. I can wear it like a purse. Like I just put it wow. on my arm. Yeah. It's if a you can, phenomenal stroller. If you can send that link to me and then I'll put that in the show notes so that it's all together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just seeking out things for kids to do like a park break in between is really yeah. big. Um, and we have fallen in love with these sticker books from, um, Osborne books. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah. They have them here in London. I buy them on Amazon too. Um, they entertain my my daughter for hours. I mean, I haven't found anything like it that keeps her attention. It's like paper doll dressing, but with stickers Uh and they have boy versions too, of course. And so that's another one. But, um, I mean, every time we end a trip afterwards, it's so cool to see how much more flexible my daughter is in her in her life, how much more um, open she is to just walking up and saying hello to another child, how mm. much more open she is to trying new foods, yeah. and then just the memories that we're making as a family. Sure, there's going to be bad parts. I mean, we just went to Norway, and all three of us left our bags on a train <gasps> that had our passports in them oh, and no. everything. So, I mean, there's going to be hiccups for sure. So how did you get um, your, wait, how did you get your um, stuff back? <laughs> I mean, that's a big thing um, with your passports. It is. And Norway, the people are phenomenal. I've never once oh. met a entire culture that is as nice as the people in Norway are. So that's awesome. the security just grabbed the bags, put wow. them in hold for us. And we showed up and got them. That's and great. they gave us a free ticket to get back into the city. So, oh. I mean, it was... It ended up being fine. It was a whole day of of chaos trying sure. to figure out who yes. to call and what to yeah. do. And yeah. and our plans again were uprooted. We didn't see, you know, so much stuff we wanted to yeah. see. Yeah. Um, but there's I mean, these experiences will just last a lifetime. And, 
you know, these younger years for, you know, my daughter's, like I said, she's three. She may not remember these things, but I'm sure you can attest to this. Mm -hmm. And especially being a travel agent, you're building the fundamentals and the foundation for their life. So if they can learn how to be flexible and ride a train and ride a plane and get on a bus and meet new people and not be afraid to say hello and not be afraid to try something that looks really weird. I mean, that's building a really cool foundation for the rest of their life. Yes, I agree. And it really does. I mean, it does teach you to be flexible and stuff like that. Um, because you really kind of have to go with the flow with travel. I mean, my husband and I (laughs) went to South Africa and we were, we were doing a mission trip, but our groups got separated from when we had to, um, go to Johannesburg to Cape town and his flight, his group went separate from me. And I was like, what? I'm like, okay, peace out. I guess we're, I'm flying from (laughs) Joburg to Cape town with a, with my other group. And so, um, but that's just something like, you know, that that's what you have to, like, that's what you go through when you're traveling. There are, you know, there's good parts and there's harder parts and, but it does teach you to be flexible and stuff like that. And, and I, I think that's so good for kids, especially the younger they Mm -hmm. are. And, um, so yeah, I, I love that you're sharing that. And, you know, as our final thought, is there something that you would recommend to you with flights? I mean, I know you like your, um, the, mm-hmm. the sticker book and stuff like that. So you said it's Osborne. Is it Osborne? I think it's is Osborne. You? Yeah. Uh, is it the I book? I think it's you. Is it that book company? Yeah. They and sell in books? The U- we for sure have it in the U.S. And I know yes. that like teachers and things yeah. have okay. Osborne programs. I think, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That people yeah. sell them. Um, but you can find you, them at least here in the UK. You can find them, mm. find them on Amazon. Yeah. They're great. So do you have any other recommendations for flying long international flights with small kids as we wrap up? That's a tricky one. Um, I mean, this of course comes down to budgeting, but it, it does make your life easier if you can even do the premium economy on an international flight, Mm. especially because a lot of them are red eye flights. Just the seats are wider. They lean back farther. You have your own TV to watch movies and things like that. So that definitely helps, but I know that's not something that everyone can do within their budget. Um, So really outside of that, it's just having a whole bag of tricks. You know, I don't let my daughter look into her book bag before we leave. She has her own little individual tiny book bag. And it's before we go, I stock it with, um, you know, that putty stuff. I put putty in it. I put snacks. I put sticker books. Um, I'll put colors, even just like a pack of new 99 cents crayons yes. is like really exciting. Yeah. For her. You're like, these are so sharp. Just, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's talking with that. And then, I mean, when you're traveling, you've got to have grace with yourself. So if your kid gets a lot of screen time while you're traveling, they get a lot of screen yeah, time and right. that's okay because yeah. they're about to experience some really cool things. Yes. So just me giving up the guilt around screen time when traveling was a huge like threshold for me to walk through. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You got to have grace and it's okay if they watch three movies. (laughs) Yeah. You, you just got to get through. I mean, my kids, like I said, we travel a lot driving. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, they definitely watch, you know, the DVDs, we get DVDs from the library and all that. If we don't want to spend a ton of money buying all this stuff yeah, and they definitely are because I mean, we're traveling far and I mean, we went on a Mm -hmm. Disney cruise. We drove from Nashville 
to Port Canaveral and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we're just trying to make it home without stopping. Yes, <laughs> it's because we're exactly. like, we're ready to get home. So <laughs> yeah. um, they've gotten yeah. really good at traveling in the car. So similar to an airplane, um, yes. you know, they get used to, they get used to it. Right. So obviously mm-hmm. the younger they are, it is harder, right? Like I've learned this even with driving, yep. like when they're infants and they don't want to sit in that car seat, yeah. you know, and they're spitting their passy out and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, they yep. get, they will eventually get older and things will start to get easier. But I do think the more you do it, um, the better and, um, the better it gets the situations and stuff like that. So I agree. And and to just let yourself do things that you might not do on a day to day, like the screen time and all that, just to Mm -hmm. have a, more peaceful traveling experience. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Aaron, so before we close, I just want to let everyone know that I'm going to put Aaron's info and the show notes and all the things that we kind of chatted about. If you can send me those things, then I'll put that in the show notes. Um, That way everything's in one area. And you guys, if you want to the show notes in your inbox every week, make sure to subscribe to the mom inspired show email list. All you have to do is go to mominspiredshow.com scroll down and you can enter your name and your email and you will be all set. Aaron, I did not realize we were going to do a two part, but I am so excited (laughs) because we have covered so much ground. And I think this will be so inspiring to other moms to actually, you know, get out there and start planning amazing trips. And obviously you guys, I'm a travel agent. So if you need help, I am here to come alongside you. Aaron, I appreciate you taking the time and especially being six hours ahead of me and just Mm -hmm. kind of sharing your experience and your thoughts and how to make trips fun with kids. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Hey, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Aaron. And again, if you guys are thinking about travel and you feel a little bit overwhelmed, especially if you're thinking about an international trip, let me come alongside of you and help you out. You can go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash travel and set up a free time, a free consultation, I should say, to just start brainstorming some ideas. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at Amber Sandberg or Facebook at Amber Sandberg. Just send me a message saying you're thinking about some trips and we can start getting that ball rolling for you. I know it can be a little bit overwhelming at times and that's where I come in and bring value. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. 